0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start moving towards match day two of the new year in Scottish football. Alistair Johnson's expressed his delight at starting for Celtic at Ibrox, saying it surpassed his expectations. Adam Devine's got no issues being replaced by Borna Barisic and is keen to keep learning from the senior players. And Hearts appear to be closing in on Australian international Garang Qual on loan from Newcastle. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Well the fallout from Monday's game will still rage on. There'll be plenty of talking points still to discuss. But both teams have to turn their attention to the weekend. Celtic got Kilmarnock coming to Celtic Park. Rangers with a tricky fixture at Tannadice. All eyes on the weekend ahead now. Yeah, it's an important weekend. Obviously, the dust is settled after uh, Monday, and um, teams now will be looking Saturday's fixtures, Sunday's fixtures, good games, lots of points to play for, lots of talking points, and VR. 01419511025. That is the number you need, so come on down. I think everyone's getting slowly but surely back to their normal routine if you're lucky enough. Uh, that the kids are still off school Maybe that's the case But other than that You're back at work Things are starting to get back to normal We should be realising that it's Thursday We're out of that mad period Where you don't know what day it is Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson Are here to provide that clarity for you You know if you hear them Towards the end of the week It's obviously a Thursday night And we're building up already To the weekend's fixtures But the transfer window's open as well Gordon you've been about five times It's not like you to be repetitive You just kept turning to Mark Wilson and I In the, the office for some reason And saying So is there honestly not been any transfers no, Still And then ten minutes later Has there been no yeah. Has there not been any transfers well, What's I'm, wrong I'm, why, why can't you just wait It's the fifth I'm trying to keep up to date Gordon uh, Be on the ball as they say I'm, I'm surprised I really am What I've, there's not an influx of transfers <laughs> By the fifth of January No I, I would have made a couple <laughs> No 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 Right outside Celtic right. I'm talking about teams that you know, are looking at a disappointing start after a World Cup, right, okay. homework getting done. You know, rumours, even rumours will do me. I'm good for a rumour. Uh, <laughs> you do love a good rumour, don't <laughs> do, you? Yeah, I don't care if it's true, just make it up. Uh, but I am a bit surprised that, I'm not saying, you know, every team's got to sign two and three players, but I'm saying that other clubs should be bringing people in, freshening up, especially the teams down the bottom, looking for a reaction, you know, trying to get new players in. Lee Johnston's already come out and slaughtered these Hibs players. Well, if they ain't good enough, go and get was other it just, players. Was it just me? Did you notice that? Was, I'm not over-exaggerating this. I felt like about five times... And there he just and he kept trying to word it slightly differently, and as if we didn't understand the question the first time. <laughs> Seriously though, has there honestly just, not been any? I was That's just like them, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't really get it. I'm surprised. Yes, fifth January. I don't care what it is. You, you do your homework prior <laughs> to the fifth. You change no, your accent no, a little bit as well. No, if you're if you're going okay, about well, the listen. World Cup. Right, mm. and you've got that respite. You're on the ball. You're doing your work. Celtic have done their work. Surely the other clubs must right, be fine. coming in with personnel. I'll tell you what, why don't you indulge the man, right? Because we've not really done it yet, to be fair, because we've been focusing on massive games at the weekend. We are five days into the transfer window, so indulge the man. Keep an old man happy, will you? Why not kick off a bit of a conversation? Mm. What are you looking for from this transfer window? We always do this at various points throughout the window. Um, let's do it now for the first time then Keep them happy, keep them quiet That's what everyone really wants uh, To kick off the new year What are you hoping for in this transfer window? What does your team need? 
There we go That seems a pretty simple question And by the way That might be You need A, B and C players to leave You need players to leave You want the squad to be freed up You think players have come to the end You want to cash in You want to free up wages Whatever it is It doesn't need to be Big dramatic uh, Signing news But but why not Keep them happy Keep them quiet Give me and Mark Wilson some peace What are you looking for For this transfer window What are you expecting From this transfer window And that applies to fans Of every single team out there That's the beauty of it So come on down 01419511025 Do get in touch You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB um, Said at the start Mark we're, You kind of slowly but surely Realising that this is Thursday And actually we're now Kind of in that territory of, of previewing the next set of games yeah. Because everyone's still obsessed with, um, with with the previous games But all of a sudden, you know, it, it rolls straight on Do we have the same tension at the top? If people have been calling us in the last few days and saying Oh well, that's the league title over anyway Is there still that same tension there going into this weekend's fixtures? Um, listen, there's always interest when it's still early January uh, Of course, now Celtic have the opportunity to go 12 in front before a ball's kicked at Tannadice on Sunday and that'll be important for Ange Postacoglu to get over his side uh, the work that they did at Ibrox wasn't perfect but it still came out with a positive result and don't ruin it with a slip up against Kelly at the weekend so he'll be looking to hammer that home for Michael Beale going to Tannadice well I guess he'll be saying pretty much the exact same his side that look you match Celtic to a certain extent we came out with a point let's not ruin it by slipping up a very difficult place to go usually um, For Rangers historically It'll tell you results in the past Can go either way up there So it's up to Michael Beale to show That his team are improving That they can deal with situations Going away from home Like they did at Pataudry But they left it late This will be a different ask for them Again coming off the back of That atmosphere on Monday So although the fans will still have Monday in their mind And they'll still have all the talking points on Monday Professionally the two managers and the bunch of players have to look at the weekend ahead. Yeah, I suppose it's easy for us on the outside, Gordon, to say that oh, you know Celtic could afford to slip up and at some point and they'll still probably win the league. I think of all the people on this planet who would stay furthest away from any thoughts like that would probably be the guy in the dugout. Yeah, it's the old cliche, one game at a time. Um, the fact that the Celtic Begin the season um, the, Sorry The weekend With the first game And you're right Getting the three points On the board Putting a little bit Of pressure on Rangers Up at Tannadice Four o'clock Sunday Dundee United Finding a little bit Of forum People could say That could be difficult um, I still expect Rangers obviously um, I think they're strong enough To go there and win But it, it will be a hard game But for me I look at the other clubs As well I think it's a big Important week for Jim, Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen He's got another Home game Against St Johnson um, <clears throat> come under a lot of pressure Lee Johnson at Hibs Coming under a lot of pressure Already thrown a lot of his players under the bus That's that's the last um, throw the dice for me If you don't get a reaction from them Then you're under pressure And my own team Motherwell We need it I Desperately we need three points 01419511025 That's the number you need You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB What are you looking for From this transfer window This is a, a New Year's request From Gordon DL He's just desperate The guy's absolutely desperate To talk about transfer speculation I don't know why I don't know what's getting to him But let's see what we can do So answer the man Why don't you Sean is in Coat Bridge Take it away Sean Hi How you doing First good, time caller Good to have you Sean What have you got for us uh, just to, what the panel would think about Celtic Rangers going for Lauren Shankland 
he's up there as a top goal scorer this se- one of the top goal scorers in Scotland this season and I think it would be a good addition for both of them Sean I mean you don't have to tell me I know you can make a, a neutral point if you like do you support either of them would you like one of your would you like your team to do that or uh, obviously namely Sean I'm a Celtic fan but I just like that the, um, I know it'd be hard to get my basic hearts just now because they're pushing for that third position at the end but if the right amount of money come into hearts what the, the panel would think would they go to either Celtic preferably or would they think they would go to Rangers well, well, I want to know where Shanklin would prefer if either of them come in. I think he'd, I don't know where his allegiances lie, but when a bigger club or bigger clubs like Celtic or Rangers come in for you, I guess you'd be happy to go to any of them. The big question is Hearts, so I could not see Hearts selling Shankland on the cheap. If I'm, if I'm looking at both squads, who could do him the most? I would certainly say Rangers. The, the chat has been a bit Morelos this week. After these per- recent performances After actually After the most season The shape he's been in How he let Van Bronckhurst down earlier on Then he's come back And he, he doesn't look quite himself Now you've got Cholak there You've got Roof coming back Could Rangers do with a goal scorer Another goal scorer Maybe with Morelos uh, Coming out of contract So maybe That would be the best option But I can't see Hearts letting Shanklin go on the cheap at the early stage of the window This is your fault mm-hmm. Gordon This is the beauty of this show You asked and Sean stepped up to the plate for you um, Firstly you know, Would Rangers or Celtic Want him? Would either of them want him? Would Hearts then allow that? You know, you have to, There's a lot to cut through there Yeah I, I do agree I think that Hearts would look for a decent price Look the guys went to Tynecastle He's now the captain With Craig Gordon being injured Responsibility He scores goals He's leading the line very well if I'm honest, he's surprised me. I think he's upped his game, Gordon. I think he's become such a clever footballer. But the big question is, you look at the two top teams, Celtic and Rangers just now, um, is that the sort of uh, player that they're looking to go and get? You look at Rangers, Mark said there about Morelos. You look at Celtic, Giamakis might leave in, in January. They're talking about that. Are there a space there? Is he at that standard? You don't really know until you go Because I think that I've seen it a million times I want to know your thoughts on all of those questions uh, I, me, me personally If I was sitting at Rangers and Celtic just now Would I have Shanklin on my radar? No Neither of them? No Okay you've just lumped them together Your old teammate from um, Melbourne won't like it What do you mean? Oh <laughs> because, right yeah But I just think that Postacoglu and uh, Beal Will be looking for different type of um, centre forward But let me say something I think the boy Is having a terrific season You think he's At a level that Would attract that level Of interest Sean Bearing in mind Celtic Are, you know, are already out in front Are already scoring um, Barrel load of goals What have they got 63 In 20 league games This season I just think Under Postacoglu You can see the difference He's made to Greg Taylor And other players And made him a better player And I just think Under Postacoglu it would just enhance him again And I just think It uh, deserves a chance at a higher team I'm nothing against Hearts But I just think I'd like to see him a, a shot at Celtic he's got, 18 and, he's got 18 and 28 this season Mark Which is obviously a good return yeah. Nowadays we're always very quick I think To point out I mean that includes penalties Which is fine Lots, of, more, lots yeah. of good lots of good goal scorers Had their, their records um, Enhanced if you like Or, or including penalties Um Every every player's different, right? So it's hard to compare 
Historically you look at some players that have gone from A so called smaller You know the, the next batch of clubs if you like 2-1 of Glasgow's big two In that attacking position And have made it work I don't know Lee Griffiths initially yeah. Obviously scored a barrel load Scott McDonald Scott McDonald in my time yeah Um I, I don't know does, if any of that's relevant It was just the sort of They were the kind of names that, that popped in Anthony Stokes came from that sort of level at first um, is, think, it, uh, is it tough? It, of course it's tough Because the expectations on a, a striker Going to either Rangers or Celtic Is much greater than Say someone like myself going As a defender or even You know a midfielder going That you're expected to do a job When you're a striker You're that ex- Gordon he's given I'm giving you some credit Sorry, what, uh, what did you say it, it, You know you what He wasn't listening to me Because he was reading his phone there <laughs> That's why I asked him <laughs> But it's tougher Because Any striker coming into the clubs The fans expect And they expect Instant success They, they expect the player To hit the ground running And score goals right away And it's incredibly difficult If you don't get off to the best start Then you're You're chasing it So Shanklin 27 years old He's been around the house He's Ninth club He's on just now With Hearts Is it a step too much for him? Maybe just But he's a goal scorer And Have you created that amount of chances? I answered the question Could you answer the question Yes or no? He did He says it's probably a step Maybe just Maybe just Maybe just is not An answer to that question You try listening When me and Gordon are talking And Sean's talking You're not grabbing my attention But how would We're very much down the hypothetical road now Sean But that's what Gordon asked for How would this work Is this only if um, Only if Jackie Marcus was to leave Because I see a bit of Talk about that Or is this on top of that You know Because that would be a lot of options Wouldn't it I know a lot of options I don't think Celtic would after anybody else If Jackie Marcus stayed I really don't Yeah Mark It is a numbers game To a point I don't know if you've seen this stuff um, In the last couple of days I did ask at the start If we're talking about What you're wanting What you're expecting From this transfer window It doesn't have to be Players coming in We can talk about The possibility of players leaving And and various um, permutations There does seem to be it Picking up a little bit of Momentum Did I see Mitchelland Mitchelland Yeah Jackie Six Marcus, million The feed wasn't yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a huge fee um, I must admit I, th- I thought It would have been rumoured To be more than that For Jackie Marcus Now I know they got him You know what uh, a reasonable price um, Is he worth more than 6 million Probably for me Like I like Jack Marcus And I think he, he gives Celtic something different when he plays Don't like the way that His representatives have went about Their business and, and made it known That he was due a new contract Even though he's got is it still 4 years left Or something like that I thought they could have went a bit of that a wee bit different My hope would be that he resolves things and stays at Celtic because I, I really do think he's got a good relationship with the manager and Kyogo. The two of them, when they played together at Ibrox here for that short period of time, I thought it looked fine. But when Kyogo's not fit or when he's not firing and Jakimakis starts, you always get a return. So I would like it to be resolved and for Jakimakis to stay at Celtic. Uh, I've got the opinion that Jakimakis, I like him as well. I think he's a good striker. I think he's got all the qualities that a striker needs, Gordon. But for me, I think he's a striker that wants to be the number one striker. And right now, that's not uh, for him because Kyogo is the main man that will get picked. The plus for him, he stay about, is not waiting for Kyogo. It's a squad game. And secondly, it showed at the, uh, Monday, I keep going to go to the weekend, Monday, that when times are, are called upon, 
Postacoglu would play the two of them and just drop Kyogo into that number 10 slot where he got his goal from for the equaliser. So there's a lot of pluses there. Mark's right, he's still got a four-year contract. Strikers are never happy unless they're playing every week and scoring goals. That's what you're there for. You practice your shooting every day. You like in the back of the net. The worst thing is when it comes to match day, you're sitting there thinking, please get me on the pitch and you don't get the amount of game time. I've not got a problem with that. I like that. Because if he was happy just sitting there picking up his money, playing with Celtic, then you're no good to MD. I think Jack Marcus may, may just still be at Celtic by the January window closes. I feel like the first couple of games after the World Cup break, Mark, he was just getting thrown on quite late. But then, you know, those games were maybe a bit more a bit more comfortable for, for Celtic and Kyogo was, you know, scoring in them. Then it gets to a big game at the weekend and Celtic needed something off the bench. You know, so he was still there. It was He still obviously yeah. came on and, and made a big part, helped turn the game yeah. um, and, and get Celtic a point. It just depends whether that type of involvement is enough. Well, Gordon's right. I mean, strikers ha- carry egos with them that they want to be the main man. And I, I think the type of character Jakimakis looks and comes across, he wants to be the main man. Whether he's happy, you know, being a bit part player. I, I actually don't think he is a bit part player though. I think... When If you take him to the end of the season His contribution Will be huge When you look at it The amount of games you get Okay he'll not play 40 50 games mm. But he'll still contribute enough And enough goals So That's why I'd like to see him stay Bide his time And look at last year Kyogo get injured Was out for a good bit He comes in All of a sudden He's the main man Could very well happen this season Thank you Sean Keeping Gordon Dale happy With a bit of transfer talk Let's bring in Ian in Kings Park Who's a Rangers fan We'll get his thoughts On his team uh, Rangers Ian what is it You've got for us tonight Yeah I just read I think Michael Beale His first priority Is, is to get Suter fit To play for Rangers And not bother About Scotland caps I mean personally I wouldn't have had Suter in the first place I mean to me He's a waste of space uh, He's hardly Hardly played for Hearts In fact the cup final Was his first game For about two Months No and it wouldn't worry me if Rangers decided to dispense with his services. Uh, I don't see all this raving about him. We've got nothing out of him. We get one forty-five minutes out of him, and to be quite honest, I would send him on his way. What if he, what if he comes back from this injury and is, is very good? Ian, I mean, as you say, he's, he has played one game for Rangers against Livingston, uh, so not a very big sample to judge him on. What if he comes back? You know, why why would you hold it against him so much that he's been injured? How many games did he play for Hearts? Oh, about 130, 140 yeah, yeah. odd, 150. He, he, he probably sat, he, he was more in, in the training room, in the injury list, mm-hmm. than, than on the football pitch. You know, to be quite honest, uh, I, I'm not a Scotland fan. I mean, like most of the Rangers fans, I couldn't care less what happens to Scotland. I want them to play for Rangers before we start playing for Scotland, and I doubt if he'll if we'll ever have the mentality. Mm-hmm. To, to, to be good to, to be uh, good enough oh, I don't know about that Mark Because you could argue That he's got We're talking personally here Forget who this guy Plays for or whatever And push all that stuff To one side We're talking just about a human Who's come back From multiple serious injuries So To then question the mentality Would seem a bit unfair Wouldn't it? I think Ian's very unfair There was His assessment of John Suter um, There is no doubt The Rangers fans Will be hugely frustrated Any fans would be the same With a new signing Who's had a bit of a previous injury record Come to the club They think he's over it And he breaks down again It's not the player's fault Look, I've been there myself He'll be as frustrated As any Rangers fan 
want to see him play. But the one thing's for certain, John Suter's a quality player. I had the the pleasure of playing alongside him when he was a kid at Dundee United and you could see that he was going to amount to a top centre half. Mm. He's got all the attributes now, he's just not had the luck. But if he gets fit and Rangers manage to keep him fit, he will play most weeks. Don't get me wrong, Gordon, what is perfectly valid? If you go back a couple of months, you're more than entitled, Ian, anyone else to question a transfer strategy because mm. some clubs do look at players and, and they won't sign players with, with bad injury records. You know, So that... That I get when we, when we go back, we had calls like that. But in terms of now, you know, would you would you move him on now and then risk risk the fact that he might because he's already you know he's already yours. You've already uh-huh. you've already put that contract there. He's yours. You're paying his wage. Would you risk the offloading someone who might? And I stress that might end up being fit and being good between now yeah, and the end of the season. Everybody's talking about the Rangers fans being frustrated with with John Suter. The one person who will be more frustrated than anyone will be John Suter because he went to Rangers with uh, the excitement of playing. Um, you know, he wanted that move. He took that move. I'm sure there was other clubs down south would have taken a chance on him. I do agree. I think that the lads get quality. He's 26 years of age. I think he's played around about 200 games. He has been just inundated with injuries, Gordon. And it's one of those things that... Hopefully for a boy when he comes back, he can get a run in the team, he can get a run in fixture. I wouldn't let him go just now. I would have a look in the summer and reassess it in the summer to see where Although he is. Although what you would say, Mark, I think there was, there was a quote from Michael Beale today in the last couple of days talking about liking players that are fit, hungry, available all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, don't that's, be injured that's, too yeah, long that, that, yeah. that sort of speaks well, it, volumes you can't help it if you've got a serious injury no, that's I, kept you out I get I, that I, but, I, you're, but he's all, he obviously is looking for he will acknowledge fine well that these things happen you can get bad luck and whatever but he's looking for some sort of robustness if that even exists it must be you know because it's quite a clear yeah, quote to make yeah, I, I, I took that as of players who pick up niggling injuries and maybe say, oh, I'm not quite there, yeah. and maybe next week rather than someday with long-term sure. injuries. But yeah, the manager wants players to make an instant impact. Now he's maybe talking about other players rather than John Suter in that case. Thanks, Ian. 01419511025. Gordon DL's got a big smile on his face. Well, mm. as big a smile as he ever has um, because you're talking about you know, transfers and players and what comes next. So give us your thoughts and we'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB. Darren is on the line from East Bride. What's your point tonight, Darren? Panel. Um, I'm wanting to talk a bit about transfers again So your man will be pretty happy Good, good um, One of the things that really worried me uh, I, I think it was the last week When uh, Michael Beale said That Rangers were not going to be in the market For a goalkeeper That to me is one of the biggest Most troubling things that I've heard About this transfer window Because um, watching uh, at the weekend How Alan McGregor was just getting So angry and worked up All the time I'm not able to command his ballot box. I think another goalkeeper might well have managed to have done something about the goal that went in late. That and John McLaughlin, we're probably going to have to cut our losses with him. And it's now or never with McGrory. So I think the goalkeeping situation is one that seriously needs thinking about at Rangers. And you'd do that in this window rather than in sort of wait until the summer? 
Yeah, um, I think it's a matter of now or never. Like as I say with McGrory, if you don't sign someone, get McGrory in as the number one for the for the foreseeable and start working on getting him game time, because ultimately McGregor, yeah, I, I love him. He's a he's been a great servant to the club, but he we need to start future proofing, uh, and with him there uh, and making some of the sort of wild blunders that he does, you know, he gets too worked up. And nothing's ever his fault. And same, and again, McLaughlin's a, a great keeper, but is he a Rangers number one? I don't think so. So we either need to kind of go into the market now and get someone, or use this time when we know the league's probably gone to blood McGrory, get him settled, and then maybe think about it for the next window. But it's it's either do or die for McGrory or get something new. Yeah, you're talking about uh, blood and keepers, right? Um, because I think Darren's confessed there, he thinks the league's gone. I think most Rangers fans are the same, but there's always hope there. I think that uh, the, the league's gone. I think Celtic are well away with that. But you've got to take into consideration that there's still two trophies to play for. They've got Aberdeen in the semi-final, uh, and then obviously the Scottish Cup. I think that, I totally agree with Dan, I think that Rangers will be desperately needing a goalkeeper, maybe two, mm-hmm. come the summer, Gordon. Uh, but just now, I think with McGregor, and yes, mm. McGregor will make mistakes, every goalkeeper makes mistakes, of course, but because he sets such high standards, every single one now is getting based but, on, oh, he's passed yeah. it, he's, he's, he's why, too Why long. not now, though? Because I, t- I would obviously take your point. I don't think Darren's saying that the entire season is completely over and the cups don't matter. But if you do have a situation where you, you are signing a keeper in January or you're turning to Robbie McCrory and you're managing to get them five months, six months of first-team football Without the intensity of a title race, if it's gone, as you say it is, mm. you're not because surely you've got a bit. If you're putting yeah. Robbie McCrory in, you've got a bit of faith anyway. If you're signing a new keeper, you're going to have faith in him. It's not like you're going to put McCrory in or sign a new keeper and say, "Oh well, it'll probably cost us the cups, but that's okay." You know that that wouldn't be the mindset. No, why uh, not use Why uh, not use this period? I think is what Darren's quite quite simple is. for me. If if Rangers signed a new goalkeeper tomorrow in the six. It wouldn't surprise me Thanks for clearing up right. the date tomorrow yeah. is, um, is But But what I'm going to say Is the fact that I think The summer transfer Fair window Gives you more, more options And better quality And I think they'll probably have Targets That may not be available Just now mm-hmm. But available in the summer So That's the I only think, argument I, I think a, goal, a goalkeeper Nowadays is integral To how you actually play I think when Michael Beals Came in and he's maybe want a different style to play it for the back, um, a different way of thinking. I, I think he will be in the market for a goalkeeper. Alan McGregor won't go on forever. We thought he was he was retiring last year, and there's no doubt about it. He's been a great goalkeeper. He still is a great goalkeeper when it comes to keeping the ball at the net. But as we've seen, <laughs> that's football's just moved on for that a bit. It's, it's about what a goalkeeper can do with his feet now as much as save the ball, which like. You can agree or disagree with that all you like, but managers nowadays look for the full package, and I think Bill will yeah, be in the, the hunt for but that. But to the end of the season, I'll give you an argument against that, right? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think McGregor's the old-fashioned goalkeeper that that saves the ball brilliantly, but he's not any worse with the ball at his feet than what Joe Hart is, because if Joe Hart comes in for any criticism, it's probably the ball at his feet. Yeah, but again, we're, it just depends whether you're talking short-term fix or long-term yeah. plan, doesn't it? Because. 
I'm not confident enough to try and launch an argument that the January window is every bit as easy as the summer one. I, mm. I couldn't. I don't think I've not got that in my locker. But is it not time we started moving away from that cliche that we always hear about just how tough January is? I know that people might not always like the comparison. Go over the roads. Ask Matt O'Reilly, Rio Hatati. You, know, you can sign AJ good players. come in and 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 Monday <laughs> and had a good day. You can sign good players in January. I'm not denying that, and I, you I, can get value for them. Yeah, I, that that's not the argument. I'm not denying that. I'm saying no, that you're, you're, part of your reason for not doing it now was no, because no, part of, the of my reason is ease of the summer window compared to the part January. Part of my one. reason is I am hundred percent sure that Rangers will have targets if they can get them in in January. I think they would bring them in. But I think listen to Michael Beale, the manager who probably knows better than most, then I think he'll be looking at the summer to bring in the, the recruitment that he wants and he's prepared to wait that what four or five months, whatever it may be, because he's still got quality goalkeepers. Darren's saying it there, he's talking about three goalkeepers that could easily get in mm. and play for Rangers. Uh, Darren, Robbie McCrory's got two and a half years left in his contract, so there's obviously a show of faith there. What does your gut tell you right now? Because it needs to be gut really, because we've not seen that much of him. In a Rangers, can you see him being the Rangers number one for a prolonged period of time, or is this just going to keep bubbling away until he eventually leaves? It's going to be, like I said, it's now or never with him. I think he needs to start getting a lot more game time, otherwise we're going to miss that window of him actually being able to be a Rangers player. Otherwise, he'll just start being one of the ones that will kind of language maybe at a mid-table side or something like that, you know, because. He'll go and have the sort of. If you look at, like, for example, Liam Kelly, for example, um, and he's doing really well for himself, but that's at a slightly lower level to Rangers, but that's kind of where he started out, wasn't it? So, but he, he didn't get the game time he needed at Rangers. So, I think he needs to get the game time, otherwise, he will not hit that calibre. Now, yeah, or, yeah. now or never Says um, Dan yeah, Can you see that Will we soften it to soon or never even Elvis in there Now or never But I, Look I can I can take on board the argument Of course I can Because It's very easy to say Right Get some players in there Get some experience in there Remember Michael Beals went in there As a new manager There's still In my opinion Two cups to play for He's in the semi-final one already I don't think Michael Beale Unless it's the 100% target will get into the January window and say, right, OK, I've got an opportunity to take another goalkeeper in here or I've got an opportunity to blood a young player um, who's third choice. Mm. I think he'll stick with what he's got, wait till the summer and he'll try and get the quality that he's after to come in. Mm, Darren, I think you've half convinced Mark Gordon's got a bit of work to be done on him. Thank you though, Darren, from uh, East Kilbride. Let's bring in Billy on the line. Who's also a Rangers fan Billy, it doesn't need to be players coming in We can talk about players going out You know, all all thoughts are welcome on this transfer window What are you hoping for from it? Um, I'm the same as the last caller, Gordon Thanks for putting me through, by the way And Happy New Year to you as well Happy New Year, I, I would take the credit But one of, one of the producer magicians through there puts you through I, I, I get very little say But it's a pleasure to have you, Billy Right. Well, <laughs> maybe no, because um, I'll, I'll get something to say to you, Gordon. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> call yourself it's gonna be good. All this week, Producer, cut him off. <laughs> no, 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 don't please. I'm joking. All this week, I've heard, all I've heard you saying is, well, the weekend games, the weekend games. See, but every time you've said that, mm-hmm. I think you should give a pound to some charity. <laughs> and it would make an absolute <laughs> <laughs> Did the, I, Billy had me worried. I thought, what have I done? And ju- see if that's it, I can... 
I can accept that Because you're right I've said it a lot of times And every time I say it I'm like <clears throat> It wasn't the weekend It was Monday So I'll, I think I owe cash for kids pounds. £11 maybe yeah. I think I can handle that Good stuff Billy Right what are you thinking Transfer window Anyway No I was agreeing with the last caller To be honest with you um, Matt McCrory um, Miss McCrory He's a young keeper And uh, I think To put him in just now I know what everybody's saying about the cup games and all the rest of it, but we've still got back up to McLaughlin and McGregor. McGregor's an absolute wonderful player. Honestly, he's, he's to me, he's a great Rangers keeper, but just now I would put McCrory in and get him adjusted to the game. Honestly. I mean, they played against Celtic. I know it was in different circumstances and... Um, uh, it was, some players played out of position or the rest of it, but he kept a clean game last year. You know what I mean? And um, I think McCrory would be a good advantage. And the other point I've got, if you don't mind me Go for bringing it. it up just now, um, I think uh, Alfredo Morales is he's gone. You know what I mean? He's just, to me, he just doesn't want to play for Rangers. He's no fit enough, he's no putting in the commitment. As far as I can see, and uh, the other day there he missed um, well a couple of good goals. I can't blame him for the goal that um, was scored in the five minutes. I think Tavernier had a wee bit to do with that and all, but just Morelos to me doesn't. He? And you must think about Cholak and uh, sitting on the bench saying, "How the man are getting on here?" I think specifically on Monday, not the weekend. Well done, um, Maybe a bit different Because Cholak was coming back Wasn't he But overall Since we're talking Transfers Transfer window Is Alfredo Morelos A Rangers player When this window closes um, I think if they could get Any sort of money That they'd be happy with They'd be out the door I totally agree I think the Rangers fans Have switched off from him I was his biggest fan uh, I liked him I thought he brought so much um, But he's disappointed me From the start of the season Gordon I know, he's, I know he had an injury but if you're playing with a club like Rangers, you're serious and there's big money getting talked about you last year and his performances in Europe, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to show a bit of pride in yourself and a bit of pride for the club as well. I don't know how he's got away with it. I think sometimes you look at him, his attitude is not the greatest. Um, is he a decent quality player? Yes, on his day, without a shadow of a doubt, he's a handful. I would be cutting my losses with Morelos. I really would. Um, Mark, it depends because I get that if you're talking about take anything you can then in January, just anything, eh? because his contract's up at the end of the season. If you're a club that wants Alfredo Morelos, you bothered about spending anything at all when you can just wait and, and get him for yeah. nothing in the yeah. summer. I don't um, think. Or is that not the way it works? Will there still be a club somewhere that thinks, well, okay, then for that small fee of you know buying out that six months of the contract yeah. type thing? I'd be surprised if anyone took him just now when he's for nothing this summer because you've got to look at the shape he's in just now and what he's producing at the minute. If you're a club and you think you have to pay X amount of pounds for him and it's still cut price, you have to look what he's producing just now. Is it worth it? Probably not. Just wait six months and maybe then you get him in pre-season and say, look, new club, it's a new start for you, let's get you in So you shape. think he will be a Rangers player at he the will. end of I, the, the I, window? I'd be shocked if he wasn't a Rangers player. But I'm the same as Daz. What got Morelos out of... Many a time Was He was a goal scorer And a hero To the Rangers fans For goal scoring When the goals start drying up 
and the attitude becomes worse and he looks a bit out of shape I don't think anyone would deny that then the Rangers fans start going hold on a minute what's going on here we deserve better than that and look I was always going to catch up with him he's not looked after himself and with Michael Beale Michael Beale looks like the type of manager coach who will not stand for that see if you're a club Mark what you do quite simply nowadays in the modern day game you do your homework you work out what you're paying him and what he's giving you and if you're telling me that Rangers are sitting there saying we're paying him X amount of pounds a week and he's giving us value for money you're kidding yourself off well, speaking of out of shape, you can get your calls in to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL on 01419511025. Thank you to Billy, and it's a great time to get in touch. We'll get you on next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. It's 01419511025. Always like that, you know, I can. Can sort of set my watch generally by what pundits are in here because mm. I know if it's a Tuesday or a Thursday it's you two. But I must admit, how do we look at the uh, the rota for next week? I see you're you're not with your pal uh, on Tuesday. Are you? I'm off. Is that because officially he, he's been hanging out with other people? What, what's the? He deserted me. He left me mm. on here with two other pundits, and I must admit, I really enjoyed my Martin. Tuesday and Thursday. Big with Mar- the big guy next to me, Big Martin and uh, <laughs> big guy. John Duffy, the Clyde manager. Um, but unfortunately, next week I've got a date on the Tuesday morning, so I'll be on Monday night. You've got a what? Tune in 01419511025. A date, yeah. On Tuesday morning. Where are you seriously? I ain't going to the hospital, Gordon. What's that? What's that operation? Yes. So you're getting that scene to. time. <laughs> so please give me a call. You're getting that scene to. I'm going to have a nice weekend. How many operations do you? How many times you've been hospitalised since I've been on the, the show? problem that's been given you, you're finally getting it seen to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Um, it's too long now. So oh, the action it's I, seen. I have to get, get it sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> it ha- that that has had a lot of use over the years. Oh, let me that tell you, without a doubt, that knee. I will see lumping. Genuinely. <laughs> So the, yeah, you're off next Tuesday for that. I'm off next Tuesday. Right? Can we? Can we please? Right? I know this probably goes against every uh, guideline that, that that journalists or whatever are supposed to follow. I'm pretty sure you're not really meant to chase these things. Mm. Can we please do the show from your hospital room? Imagine him and I perched at the end yeah. of your hospital bed. You with the stockings on, the bedpan <laughs> next to you. Him and I with the headphones staring back at you. What uh, could go wrong? Uh, the only thing I think was probably out of reach there was the bedpan. The stockings and all that was out of the On a normal night. Think Charles Green and Jim White. Right? Oh, That's the image yeah. I've got in my head. Charles Green and Jim White, except it's you and it, us two. You no, know, it'd be... A disgusting thought is him in a hospital gown. I'm, I'm oh, not weird no. about that, but imagine him uh, in a hospital gown with open at the back, yeah, and everything hanging it, and just seeing that. The many wrinkly back. Imagine though, <laughs> wrinkly hairy back. Because we've shown that there are very few boundaries on this show. When I got my appendix out, you two oh, we were there, came in my living room we and we, we did the show right. from yeah. the living room. I think it's time we took it one step further in the new year. Come out of bed. Why would you even be getting your look, knee done at your age anyway? Look, you're you're. On I've, the on the way I, out, I, I think you'll need to book in. I think there'll be a lot of people there to to to. Well, visiting you, yeah. Of course, well, <laughs> I'm going to get in touch with the NHS communications department and see what we can get arrange. 
We'll do hospital radio I'm not, a, a, I'm not, the, I'm not the greatest hospital person in the world I've got to say I was going to say You think he talks nonsense now Can you imagine him oh, The after oh, effects of Yeah oh. Anastasia Yeah Honestly I, I'd love to hear you When you wake up <laughs> <laughs> Because for I'm, I'm a well experienced in this field Gordon When you wake up from it You just talk absolute mm. nonsense You'd be Especially annoying Yeah Thank you very much I'm not looking forward to it But look Sometimes when you get to a tender age and you want to just keep <laughs> you, going with your active come with you. I'll, I'll take you in the morning. Don't you, you even want. don't start right. Last last week I promised him I would get up at one in the morning, that's the kind of loyal friend I am, run him to the airport mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. Not even Glasgow, Edinburgh. Oof. Right. And I says to him Oh hold on a minute. The exchange was you were getting his car for for a week mm. or whatever to get over your knee because it's an automatic, no, automatic so it wasn't yeah. a purely selfless yeah. Yeah. no I, I, I thought it, and, and now because he's not going right pulled the plug he's, the yeah. trip. Oh, you're not away anymore <laughs> right? I, okay. I love the show that much I didn't lost, lost his deposit which I'm absolutely delighted <laughs> with wasn't a deposit it was a full money <laughs> even better <laughs> and what happened was I asked him tonight look if I'm struggling would you come and get us because you're only 10 minutes down the motorway would you think that's I'm not 10 minutes down the motorway Yeah you're to be fair, 10 minutes away from You live he's in Motherwell That is completely miles away. away He's not coming to pick you I'm up I'm not picking you up on Thursday no, There's no way Get the train The train station's across the road for you I, I can't And it drops you right here I'll I, pick you up at the train station I'll tell you I'll bet you every listener uh, It would back me up in this That is ridiculous Because I'd have I'm went and got him You would never have came and got me 100%. Not a chance Right. Anyway, you've you've seriously distracted me. Um, what we'll do is we'll, pl- we'll, we'll play this, and then you can uh, you can react to it after the news. I was hoping to actually get a discussion um, before the news on this, but you're already eating uh, into time. Let's hear from Alistair Johnson. I'm looking forward to this, Mark, because I just like yeah. listening to him because he's enthusiastic and he talks ever so well. <laughs> Alistair Johnson, you remember this from when he signed? What was he pretty dull? No, it's the opposite. I'm oh, deadly serious. Oh, yeah, I thought you were being oh. sarcastic there. Oh. I've not, I can't remember. I'm deadly serious. Right, he's just a it. really good talker, um, and he never mentions being coached by Gordon DL. So you can get that out of your, oh, out oh. of your, uh, your thoughts right now. He says the atmosphere uh, on Monday exceeded his high expectations. He was delighted to be involved, um, but he was joking that he's happy his mum didn't get her wish to come along and see it in person. You know, they said that, especially you know, at Ibrox, obviously it's going to be. They're going to be against you. Um, it's going to be toxic. It's going to be loud. Um, and any little just bit of hope that they can they can get behind their crowd will. Um, and they did, you know. And that was what was pretty cool about it is you could just see how much, um, even when they were potentially struggling a little bit in the game, any little turnover, any throw and any corner kick they could get, their whole crowd would get behind them. Um, and you could just see the passion that was there. Um, especially our fan base as well, the 750 brave souls that that went in there. Um, you know, they 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 made us proud as well. Um, so it was great that we could find that equalizer in the end to send them home with with something to hang their hat on, um, which was nice. But uh, no, it was a it was a pretty just an atmosphere that you won't forget. And you know, it's actually my mom had asked and she was saying, "Oh, I wish we could have been there." And I said, "You know what, mom? Like." I, I really don't think I would have let you go to that one, Mom. But um, so that was pretty funny with that. But yeah, no, it was it was everything that I was expecting and more. See, I told you. I can't really believe you thought I was kidding. Nah, on. I did think you were sarcastic. No, not, he, not, he speaks well. Not like the monosyllabic rubbish that people used to have to listen to when you were a yeah, player, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking back, he you would have been forgiven for thinking that was his other fiftieth game for Celtic. Yeah, he? I mean, the, the, the way I approached it, you know. He got the ball early on in the game and you're thinking, it can affect you, the crowd's on you, just passed it 
Nice and composed And then after that He just grew into the game Even better um, It's a good sign For Celtic fans Seeing how assured He was And how athletic he is You know Getting into the final third That's what Things are all about Playing an Ange Postacoglu side The inverted fullback role Well He played a sort of Different Different role On <coughs> Monday To what We're used to seeing From Juranovic or Ralston In terms of coming in the pitch I think he'll grow into that but he certainly looks a good signing. But it must be brilliant. See, for players like Alistair Johnson coming and experiencing that, I mean, we've experienced it all our life from a young age. It's just a unique fixture to come into that and have your debut. Absolutely fantastic performance from him. Um, yeah, I mean, Gordon, the having said that about coming in the pitch, it kind of looked like Celtic's fullbacks were told not to, or, or it, was a, it was a bit of a different um, role for them. But, but either way, he, it's, a, it's a very Ange Postacoglu thing to do, to... Throw someone in if you like He never has any qualms about that Alistair Johnson had been there training anyway And um, It just Yeah He seemed to enjoy it by listening to him It, it showed you the confidence the manager had in his new signing um, And I've got to uh, Got to say I, I was very impressed with him going I think early on he got on the ball Very quickly I think jo- James Forrest Made a few good runs for him Gave him the simple pass And as Mark will tell you In these games just Play yourself into the game Don't do anything silly He was excellent He gets something down the pitch He looks a, a real athlete He's got bags of ability He looks like he can defend He'll be a threat at set plays Overall I, I think if you're a Celtic fan Going along there And you know You're looking or Even watching and listening to us And you're watching him perform In his first game Away to Rangers Who have got to win And were 2-1 up I thought the boy handled it Absolutely brilliantly uh, right, well, give us your thoughts on on him and what happens going forward there in that position. This is the, this suppose feeds into discussion tonight about transfer windows and what you want during this transfer window. Because Celtic have done their business, nice and organised. It's not giving you the drama maybe that Celtic wants, uh, that Gordon wants. Sorry, um, but maybe more to come. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit over two very, very close shaves, I think, haven't we, this year? Yeah. I'm hoping for a listener victory in the first week of the new year, but is it two tie breaks already? Two tie breaks? Uh, a tie it's break. just not quite gone the way of the listeners, which is what we need tonight. So come on, 01419511025, lines close at seven, so be quick, your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines, 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at 01419511025 and you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB we're asking you well Gordon's asking you he's decided he's taking over uh, he wants to know what your thoughts are on this transfer window uh, quite often we kick off the month we kick off the window by this ty- type of discussion but of course we had big games on Monday which we've been reacting to ever since so maybe a chance tonight before the games this weekend to have a look at what you want your club to do in or out during this transfer window. 01419511025 and we'll play this first. <laughs> Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Do me a favour and see if we'll take a look at that cough when you're in the hospital getting what a your needle. cough. We'll play this first. <laughs> Seriously. See when. Just go to whatever it's, other it's department on your way. Me. See if we'll take a look at it, will yeah. you? But you know what I've noticed? It's only when we're on air. See, see when you go to a break or huh? just chat to me. No, more specifically, it's when I've got his mic on. 
I wish you'd get me a wee wave I'll put your mic off And then we'll get away with it okay. Want me to pat your back for Anyway you? no, uh, John's in Hamilton How's it going John? I'm good Good. Ever, ever played before? No I've not good. I know Dazzler very well Oh Air United Chaos Yeah that's right Yeah Chaos yeah. Aye Aye Is that you? Aye, uh, I fancy playing you tonight. Oh, catch yourself on. You'll so, up the road. Put your outfit on. Run about the living room. Hold on, right. What's chaos? It, it, took, it took me a minute, right. John was the panda. No? No, uh, uh, you were both the <laughs> panda, weren't you? Hold on. Explain to me, John. Aye. There were yeah, two mascots. John was in the panda. My daddy's dad was my physio. This is f- absolutely fantastic. I thought. This shows you where my mind goes with you I heard something about Panda Chaos I thought that was like a nightclub there That you used <laughs> right, to go to he's... So John dressed up as the Panda I'm mascot the pitch, yeah. Whilst you were the manager I... This is my favourite <laughs> beat the pundit Ever Just Already Let him play Gordon <laughs> Come on no really Come on Chaos Me and you <laughs> so Square go on the Somerset pitch Hold on Is the Panda's name Chaos Or is that your, no. is that your personal nickname John? No that was the Panda's name I've not seen him for years I've, n- I've never seen a panda Do you remember what he looks like Out of the panda outfit 100% yes You don't remember anyone Listen I, I travelled with his dad every day and For years and years at air oh, And he was, so he was in the this. cage in the boot Please I've feed, never wanted feed to in feed him The boot <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a bother it, you get bamboo sent to you. This is, like, I've never wanted the coin to behave so much. Heads it's Mark, tails it's Gordon versus Chaos the Panda. Please. Come on, the bamboo. We have to yes. Is Come it? on, it's a tails. Gordon DL up against All the best Chaos Sean. the Panda. What is it called Chaos? Uh, is that a stupid question? Did, uh, did John just run, John? Did you just run a bit? I don't think it's his name though. Why was the panda called Chaos? He he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> right, he, anyway, he enough, enough, enough. <laughs> Let's give Gordon some Clyde too, so that Chaos the panda and I can have a private word. Uh, Chaos, you've got thirty seconds. You just answer as many as you can. <laughs> Can't believe this. And uh, pass if you don't know the answer. Okay. Yep. Right, good man. Then thirty seconds starts now. What nationality Celtic goalkeeper Benjamin Segrist? Who wore number nine for Rangers for three seasons in between Umar Sadiq and Ahmad Diallo? Pass. Other than Celtic and Rangers, which Premiership side have conceded the fewest goals? Pass. Grant Gillespie is the captain of which Scottish Championship team? Pass. Which Scottish Premiership stadium's name translates from Gaelic as Dung Heap? Ross County. Which current Motherwell player is on loan from Leeds? Okay, let's spring back Gordon DL. You ready? He gave Chaos a full song there. By the way, good. Chaos was good. He knows his stuff. The Chaos Chaos by name, not Chaos by nature. Yeah, but he better not lose. Tough tonight as well. I heard. I seen Mark's face. Tough. Yeah, really tough. Ready? Go. What nationality is Celtic goalkeeper Benjamin Segrist? Dutch. Who wore the number nine for Rangers for three seasons in between Umar Sadiq and Ahmad Diallo? Uh, I'll pass, no idea. Other than Celtic and Rangers, which Premiership sides conceded the fewest goals? Um, Hearts. Grant Gillespie is the captain of which Scottish Championship team? <sighs> uh, Partick, no Which idea. Scottish Premiership stadium's name translates from Gaelic as Dung Heap? 
Uh, Inverness Cali. Which current Motherwell player is on loan from Leeds? Uh, Penny. Uh, okay, couple of things to work through. Inverness are not in the Premiership. Oh, I'd um, say Premiership. Sorry. And that wasn't even your worst answer of the night, so that would be good. Uh, <laughs> Chaos, how do you think it went? I think I've won that. Is he? See if you lose to <laughs> a guy <laughs> who dresses up as Chaos the Panda. <laughs> I would love nothing better this guy won, honestly. He's brilliant. You're in deep trouble I anyway. I brought this boy up. I looked after him. I turned him into the real panda. I cleaned his cage. By the way, wasn't he a pretty cage? <laughs> Benjamin Segrist is Swiss Oh Panda get that Chaos got it He's 1-0 up uh, It then sort of Took a bit of a tough turn For both of you Quite frankly The number 9 for Rangers For three seasons Between Ahmad Diallo And Umar Sadiq Was Jermaine Defoe Ah no I wouldn't Yeah none of you got it Other than Celtic and Rangers The fewest goals conceded You both went hearts Which I understand it's not, The logic it? It's St Mirren Still 1-0 to Chaos the Panda Should Grant, Grant Gillespie again. is the captain of Morton Nah, no chance Still 1-0 to Chaos the Panda This is terrible <laughs> How many zeros have you had this season? Uh, two <laughs> Okay, just checking I'll not get three Really? Uh, which oh, Scottish well. Premiership Stadium Translates from Gaelic as Dung Heap The answer let, Do you know what? Let me play a clip from ITV's The Chase last I w- night I watched this Scottish football team plays at a stadium With a name meaning Dung Heap A. Aberdeen B. Dundee United C. Rangers You've put Dundee You're the football Correct player. answer is Aberdeen Is that Pitt Hodry There we are It's Aberdeen <laughs> And it was on the chase Last night So I that's I don't watch the chase <laughs> just, just, just And you got to say Ibrox didn't you I don't know Aye, I, I watched it uh, So there we are None of you got it right uh, Which current Motherwell player You now need this really uh, uh, It's the other one isn't it? To even equalise <gasps> And avoid a zero uh, Which current zero. Motherwell player Is on loan from Leeds John said Stephen Kingsley Who doesn't even play for Motherwell So we're, we know that's wrong Penny's not on You, you need this You need this it's For a couple um, of things Don't listen You need this because You need to prevent getting a zero I'm getting a zero Just go on And there. you don't want to lose to Chaos the Panda I, I want to lose to Chaos I want him to get some bamboo shoots The answer Is Stuart McKinstry I know it is and It's a zero for <laughs> Golden DL And a victory for Chaos the Panda Why didn't Chaos beat me one Well now. done Chaos Take care Thank you. Good Lovely speaking to Chaos. Surely you should drop the sign ball off. Yeah, I'll drop it off to him. Yeah, I've not Reunite. seen him for years. Yeah. <laughs> Take him a walk imagine, out the imagine back he came, door. Imagine he came yeah, to come the on, door. Come on, kids, you need the toilet. Imagine come on, he's, the not, he's not a dog, to be fair, but imagine <laughs> he came to the door with a panda head on. That's magnificent. Chaos oh. panda. The fact that he came on here and admitted that himself. He was brilliant. He could have just said, "I knew you from Ayr United." He was, he was, he was worth the entertainment going in before again. What did he do? He was on the past. He just had no script of what he was doing. Hold on a minute. No offence to Chaos the Panda or any other mascots out there that I'm about. Another mascot. I know you know Hoopy as well, don't you? Hanging about with mascots again. Who? Hoopy. Hoopy. You met in the golf course. Yeah, you, know, you know all these guys Yeah, so, yeah I'm serious <laughs> I, hope I, know, weird, I, I hope he doesn't fall in But when you say and you, You're about to praise Chaos Because he didn't have a script No he just sort of like, Doesn't he, he speak He was an entertainer the boy He was brilliant just, Honestly sure he just need to wave at the uh, crowd uh, No he, 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 Honestly he was superb <laughs>
Um, <laughs> kid lie. Kid lie. Anyone of you got sacked at air? I can't. You're too busy I, I watching the panda. Concentrate the take. Give them one of them. They love that, don't they? It just wiggled his bum. The mascots love that. They often do that. If we don't, if we don't get to, if we don't get to do the show from your hospital bed next week, I'm sure chaos. Uh, we'll visit you You've had some poetry actually In about your <laughs> Imminent hospital visit Your friend Curious Creature says The Dazzler's back in hospital To have something enlarged Or maybe a removal Using butter Maybe Marge No matter what the ailment Staff are there to wipe his brow As he shouts to all the nurses Dazzler wants his bed bath now I'm turning your mic off Before we get in any trouble uh, There we go uh, The thought um, Right let's try and get <coughs> Composure Composure Game faces on Right let's try and get some sort of remotely serious football discussion uh, Barry is a Celtic fan on the line uh, Barry we've been talking about you know the transfer window ins, outs what have you got for us? Hi how you doing Farrell? Good, good, um, good. <coughs> uh, Imagine getting tanked off a panda Jesus <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point uh, guys. It really is um, <laughs> but Basically my, my point is it's about um, the, the central midfield situation at Celtic do you not think with the likes of O'Reilly, McGregor, Hatati, Turnbull, the new uh, player at Awata, we've still got Adiguchi in there. Um, do you not think Celtic are awfully top heavy in central midfielders? Yeah, 100%. I think I've made the point a few times over the last couple of weeks, Barry, that I just wonder where these players get their game time. I get, I get the idea of having a big squad and Ange Postacoglu isn't scared of changing and he's always got that appetite but I've been there I've sat on the bench I've sat in the stand sometimes and I I suppose had the good fortune I would go and play reserve football you could at that time but these players don't so you know you'd think something's got to give even from a player's point of view yes I love being at Celtic it's a magnificent club surely some of them want to go and play I just wonder who that is or I wonder who Ange Postacoglu thinks that he can let go because Turnbull Awata we've not seen maybe Adiguchi's maybe the one but the rest seem to come in and out oh, if you're talking about starting with the biggest lack of game time you're obviously looking at Adiguchi James McCarthy but whether you know, there's more goes into the equation where, where do they go the clubs want to take them yeah um, I do agree I think that Ange Postrecoglu probably gave a little bit of a hint at the AGM about you know players going out the door and probably players that we wouldn't even mention because we'd think they were stick-ons at Celtic. I just think he's turning the club around all the time. He's always on the move. What's he saying? We never stop. You know he's doing that in the transfer market as well. He's bringing in good quality players. His signings have been excellent. Let's be honest about it. But when you're getting backed as much as any manager, like whether it's Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, whatever it may be. You've then got to be fair to the board And you've got to balance it up a little bit So I would expect as much as good qualities come in I think some Celtic fans will be disappointed With some of the good quality will probably go the other way Because Matt's right, as a footballer You're sitting there and you're looking at The amount of midfield players The stick-ons that will play Like the McGregor's and the Hattatis O'Reilly's there Not a lot of room unless there's a wee injury Or suspension You want to play football What do you think Barry, who... Or, you know who makes way in your mind, or what sort of movement do you think could happen? I mean, there's also Moy there. There's Abelgard. Yeah. It's just it's an absolute, you know. And and what I think, obviously, I expect Moy to stay. I, I think Abelgard 
Um, I think Abel Guard will probably move. Um, I think. Um, Barry, your your mind's been distracted mm. by whatever's going on in the bit, and it might be something serious. So yeah. let's uh, let's hold the, hold the thought. Um, Abelgard, to be fair, 100%. It, it, his is alone, and there was talk about that being ripped up and sent back. Cut anyway. Yeah. Um, would presumably the Gucci. I mean, you're talking like I know he's had injuries. Don't get me wrong, but you're like next to no game time. James McCarthy again, next to no game time. The Gucci- then, then you get m- maybe more not more interesting debate, but a more delicate one. Someone like. Like David David Turnbull's played 21 times for Celtic this season He's clearly He's there yeah. he's, he's very much in the In the plans How many games Is he starting going forward Is, is Barry's point um, He's maybe different Because then he's He's younger he, He's under contract You're getting a fee there If you think there is something that, that could be done That probably doesn't apply To someone like Like James McCarthy At this stage It would no, be tough to, yeah. to, to get much of a A fee in there um, I think with Turnbull that's where both parties have to be upfront and honest, uh, you know, and and pretty fair about it. So if Turnbull really wants to go and play football, and he's a quality player, to twenty-one times of the season, the manager I think has to be fair to him and just say, "Well, look, there's three or four players ahead of you. Okay, why don't you go and play on loan for six months? Or no, you're in my plans and." I am going to play you And here's where I'm going to play you And he's got to back that up I think you're right Gordon Adeguchi, Abelgard And McCarthy are a totally different ball game I think Adeguchi obviously needs games And he needs games at a good level So so actually the manager can, can see him in, in playing competitive football Abelgard, it's not worked Just never fitted in And too many players in front of him And McCarthy Well, like McCarthy's been a good player All his career But just not the right player for Celtic And not fitted in But I don't know who's going to pay his wages or where he's going to go. It might just be a case of both of them going their separate ways. So, uh, interesting times. Everybody always talks about the incomings, but at Celtic, when you've got so many players outgoings, it's going to be interesting. Can you see any of the aforementioned midfielders vacating during this window? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I think you've got to balance it up, Gordon. Um, And plus the fact, as a player as well, I think Mark makes great points. As a player, yes, it's great to be involved with a club, like Celtic and you're winning titles, you're involved in cups. But if you're sitting in the bench week in, week out, then it becomes a difficult one. You then look at another transfer window and in comes another quality player that plays in your position. You start to doubt yourself a little bit, thinking, am I doing the pecking order uh, uh, again here? Um, And it's just a case of you wait up, do you sit there and wait for the opportunity and hope that comes along? Or do you use... From January to the end of the season To go out there and get playing again Celtic have received a lot of praise Barry for getting that business done Very early I take it that You know is that Is that encouraging as a fan Does that give off Because look There are never guarantees About how good players turn out to be But do you like that impression That things are organised And and done decisively Yeah definitely I think previous years Celtic have been very slow In getting the transfers done It's always been um, kind of negotiating, you know, to the extremes. We 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 Peter Lawwell was CEO, but I'm I'm really I'm really I'm glad that we've turned a corner in terms of backing Angie and backing quickly. You know, I think it's I think it's helped us immensely. You know, especially we getting the boys in like Alistair Johnston, so you you know you can get used to the squad, get used to how we're training. So I'm, I'm really I'm pleased with it. I'm just concerned, like you know, it's a resource that could be used elsewhere in the team. Um, the likes of maybe bringing in 
you know, another uh, a centre forward by Yakimakis. Obviously, looks like he's away to Mitchell. And, uh, I, I just, I just prefer, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like it to be a wee bit more balanced. You know, do you think that'll happen with with Yakimakis? How do you feel about him? Because Celtic fans, well, the ones that phone this show, really seem to like him. Barry, we get lots of shouts that he should be the number one striker. Um, what do you make of his situation? I'm I'm pretty disappointed. I'd really, really, really love to keep him. I think he's a fantastic player. He brings a different dimension to how we play. If it's not happening for Kyogo, um, obviously got the physicality. He's really good in the air, and I'd be really sad to see him go, especially at a team like Michelin. Um, I'd like to think that we could offer more money than what Michelin could offer, but who knows? You know, I'd I'd, I'd really love to keep him. I think the majority of Celtic fans would be the same as Barry. Um, you just wonder what the atmosphere is like behind the scenes. You know, we never get that kind of information. Really, we only get drip-fed wee bits and pieces. But what is the what does Jack Marcus think his time at Celtic? Is he is he as upset as maybe some people think because he's not getting a new deal, or is he happy? Is it just something out of nothing? I think the majority of Celtic fans would hope that he's happy. Hope that he's willing to fight Kyogo for his place and hope that he's still here beyond the end of January. Thank you to Barry 01419511025. Get your calls in, we'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. We're still getting over Gordon's uh, beat the pundit defeat, which is good though, because I did say that's what I wanted from this week was our first. Winner on mm-hmm. beating the pundit of the new year, and my goodness, we got it. Chaos the panda, yeah. uh, providing the goods <laughs> can be and putting Gordon that's, in that's his place. Uh, <laughs> a chance for redemption, perhaps, mm. um, although I'm not sure there's any coming back from that uh, on this full time teaser tonight. Oh, so, right, right. A right. uh, big thank you to Derek Morrison for sending it in. And uh, Derek has listened carefully, he's followed the instructions, he's sent the email in to full time at Clyde1.com. Full time at Clyde1.com. Com. Uh, he says Can you name the last 10 players To have taken a penalty In an old firm game um, Can you name the last 10 players To have taken a penalty in an old firm game That's the question according to Derek Who sent it in So they don't You can you can guess I get, you know, If you want to add in whether they scored or mm. not That's fine But that's not part of the question It's just the last 10 who've taken a penalty For Celtic against Rangers or vice versa Tavernier obviously Good to see okay, your right. memory stretches back Forrest. to Monday. Well done. Forrest, no, not uh, <laughs> of all the people, that was your next. No, Edward mm-hmm. missed it though, didn't he? No, Is that the one he missed, Mark? Dembele. Yes, scored. Go on, Daz, keep going. Um, Defoe. No Okay we'll leave it there That's three Ooh. down Seven to get I'm confident that you'll get Most of them before the end uh, And a quick reminder Just like Derek did tonight It's Fulltime At Clyde1.com To send your Questions in Derek uh, On Twitter Might be the same Derek I'm not sure Um he sent a nice picture Apparently there's a film out there Called Mascots Not one I've ever heard of mm. he said It's on Netflix And he's sent me the The Graphic for the picture And he's very carefully Photoshopped the U Into the middle Hanging out with all these other <laughs> Mascots Now that we've uh... <laughs> uh, You do love a mascot Don't you? I do love a Anyway mascot. Let's bring in um, Gary Who is a Celtic fan From Ibrox How are you Gary? Are you well? I'm good I'm good I'm um, 
I'm happy with the signings. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit disappointed with the referee and the lines of the VAR man. All right, uh, two very different areas. Then go. Let's go signings first, since we're on that topic. What What's impressed you most? Everything, basically everything at the moment. Uh, I'm just hoping that they can keep Jackamacus, and that'll be perfect. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? We were talking the last caller. All the Celtic fans. Really like him It feels like to me anyway that, that Colin here There does seem to be These grumblings Whether How much truth in them or not Whether it's paper talk Whether he, he goes to Mitchell And What's your gut telling you Do you think he'll be a Celtic player By the end of this window I hope so What do you think Mark How do you see this playing out now oh, Ange Postecoglou yeah. A couple of things He keeps his cards close to his chest anyway He's extremely good at it He has been asked a couple of times and I'm paraphrasing But his answer is usually Something like Look I don't yeah, you know, I only notice when there then becomes a problem in training, and there hasn't been basically. And yeah. he also said, "When was that? Just was it just before, just after Christmas, maybe just before, and that there had been no concrete bids for any players yet." Yeah, how do you see it playing out? Uh, yeah, I, I, I said earlier on. I hope Jacques Marcus stays. I think the majority of Celtic fans hope he stays as well. Is, but is I there, can is there see. No, is there no opportunity there? Because just to. Explore this a bit further If you can get A decent enough fee Then try and Maybe upgrade I'm not saying he's not good yeah. But everybody's always Looking to upgrade Could could you do it? Well especially With a Celtic manager That's touched on what he says At the AGM Being aggressive In the transfer market You know Not settling for players Who are fans favourites And moving things on I suppose Jakimakis Would be Your first real example Of that Now when When you hear things Drip fed in the media And it come out And then we're hearing about Michelin maybe being interested. Then you're hearing six million. Those things seem to grow legs, and I think he could find his way out of Celtic Park. And like I say, I'd, I I would hate to see him go because I think he really brings something different to the Celtic side. But you're right, Gordon. If the manager thinks he wants to go, Ange Postecoglou is not the type of guy that would hang about. He would he would get him gone. He would get a good price for him. And he would look elsewhere now. Song we we chatted about Song, the World Cup, and I don't know how true the reports are that Celtic have, have you know, tried to put a bid in for him. He certainly looks a player who could come in and affect the team in a, a positive way as well. So I, I don't think the Celtic backroom team will be sitting thinking, "Oh, what we're we going to do if Jack Marcus leaves?" Well, I think they'll well, have targets. The South Korean striker Cho. Is already that name won't go away. Yeah. So whether that player looked good anyway. Whether that's how it plays out. Well, I think so. I think again, only reports. But if you're going to believe the reports, I'm guessing the Celtic backroom staff who have recruited so many players in the past. But you've got to remember, it's not just Ange Postecoglou who's picking these players and saying, uh, "I'll go for this one." Go and make it happen. There'll be a full team behind them. So again, the targets. Then, predictor time or crystal ball time. Does that move from South Korea? Is that? On the basis that Jakimakis leaves yeah. If you're talking about Celtic Having a number of midfielders Would they go a third striker? Some, a lot of clubs do Carry a third striker If they not go Maeda for the third striker That plays there yeah. His country But I don't like him there I prefer him the, the flags I said at the beginning Gordon And some people disagreed That if I was Celtic I'd have strengthened As a third striker as well The amount of games European games um, You know Domestic games as well Sometimes that gives you the opportunity to mix mm-hmm. that two up when he was chasing again. In the the intre- have you maybe answered your own query there though? But you know, because of Maeda, if you're talking about the game, t- the, the the limited game time any third choice striker is going to get, mm-hmm. 
And if your squad's made up differently If you've got squad You know it's really really tradi- <laughs> Traditional wingers that, that couldn't possibly go in And fill in there Whilst you've got Maeda Would, would Celtic Actually go and sign Another number nine An argument could be that just As a stopgap You could play a bad in there He's played in there as well um, So Look Is it desperately needed For a striker To come in at Celtic just now No But I agree that if uh, Giacomacchus is Decide its future lies elsewhere And all parties are happy I don't I think he'll still be here uh, I could totally be wrong But If he dig out the door Then Obviously they'll have a replacement In mind for him Well I, I would think so I, I don't think Ange Postacoglu Will weave himself short anyway I don't think it'll get to the end of January And Jack Marcus Goes out the door A couple of days before the transfer window Shuts and Celtic are scrambling about For this other striker And they have to play it Three months of the season you know, bringing Maeda in to back up Kyogo. He will look after the team like he's done in the right-back position. He's got an idea that Juranovic may go. There's been, there was grumblings in the summer. He still played him after the World Cup. He made sure that position was okay. I'm pretty sure he will do the same in the striker position. And if he has to carry Giacomacchus in to the, the summer with a third striker if it's a South Korean boy then so be it he'll move him on in the summer mm. no qualms uh, what else was on your mind Gary I know you had other points you said I'm too happy about the, the referee or the VAR man which was shocking uh, but everybody everybody knows that on Monday specifically or, or generally Monday specifically but the VAR totally has been pretty, pretty poor yeah, I mean, Mark, it's, um, I guess every decision in a game like that gets magnified, it rumbles on, we're now on day, whatever, Tuesday, but Thursday, yeah. day three after um, the game, it still seems to be uh, getting discussed in, in some areas, you two have now given your thoughts on it twice, so it, it, we're in danger of going over all ground, but by all means, Gary wasn't impressed, no, I, do you understand where he's coming from? Of course, uh, of course I get the frustration, and the frustration I think... Uh, just doesn't come for Celtic fans on the back of Monday it comes in the back of what's happened previously in this season and I can totally understand that there's been decisions that we've stood in this studio and scratched our heads over and looked at each other and went how have they came to that conclusion and then there's one on Monday that's in such a big game and it doesn't get referred to the monitor I've heard a lot of people say well why didn't it get referred to the monitor and I must admit I stood here and said you know I, I didn't think it was a penalty but I stood here and says, well, maybe Beaton should have went over to the monitor. But after having consideration over it, well, it's only for clear and obvious error if, the, if, if VR thinks that. John Beaton did make the decision on the day. He gave no penalty at the time. And then went to VR, Willie Colm agreed with John Beaton. So it, it, it then goes to why would you then bring Beaton over if both referees... VAR and the referee Well you can't agreed. obviously that's the, That yeah. would be the way it works But that doesn't mean to say You need to agree with that assessment But But um, I get the frustration but Like I say I'll go back to it again It's what's happened earlier on in the season That Celtic fans think That this is accumulation Of decisions That's went poorly against the side And they would have an argument in that But on the one on Monday I've made my feelings clear on that That I I was in the camp That I thought I, I would have been harsh. You get anything new to add, Gordon? I did. You know, if you were on on Monday, Tuesday, you guys were back on on Tuesday. I, I'm a little bit hesitant to to keep asking mm. you to say the same thing. But if you've thought about it again, yeah. I, I, look, I think if you asked every fan from every club in the Premier League up and down the country, they would have a gripe against VR decisions. I named one at the week. Uh, sorry, Monday was at Livingston. 
Ricky, how that's ever a penalty. I'm all support. You're saying, well, hold on a minute. I'm fed up listening to the Celtic Rangers fans shouting about they never get the decisions, VAR. You look at that one. Up and down the country will be the exact same. The one thing I would say about John Beaton, right? Now, we've all disagreed and agreed. I went penalty kick, right? Smart went against it and one or two was the same. Um, you look at a game of Rangers, Celtic, Ibrox, importance of it. The one thing that nobody gives him a bit of credit for, he didn't pull a card out until what? Eighty odd minutes. I think it was beyond the thing. Beyond that, maybe even you know. And a a, a game as important as that. So what happened there to me was he handled that game well. But once again, the highlight goes on the big decisions, as in the Golson one. Some Celtic fans still cry that Starfelt was never apparently kicked. Sakala stood. So they're the decisions. But if you look at the overall picture of the game, for a guy to go through a game like that and the pressure it's on him. Uh, with a, obviously with the atmosphere inside that ground and the players and the pace the games played it I think sometimes give the referee a bit of credit mm, Well Gordon Deal's always telling us the worst handball decision of Monday by a mile was at Livingston according to him it was Ricky Lamy who got penalised and he was speaking about it today Officials because I think where the grey realises is in the rule book to be honest with you that's my personal opinion um, I never ever criticise officials because I think it's one of the hardest jobs in football but um, you can only go with the rules and I think you've seen a, a number of decisions this year where I, I don't agree with how it's been perceived but if the rule book perceives it a certain way it's going to get given and the referees can only go with that and as can the VAR so listen it's really disappointing um, especially you know as you say we're, we're looking for results and, and that could have taken you know a, a point away for us um, on, on Monday sorry so I, listen, it's, it's disappointing in terms of that But I think, as I say There needs to be a wee bit of clarity in terms of the rules And that, that probably improve things Simon's on the line, what have you got for us, Simon? Uh, hi guys, how are you all doing? Um, I've, got, I've got a couple of points in VAR And then one in the, the upcoming Commander Celtic games If you don't mind um, so The last few nights of the show, Gordon, have been absolutely hilarious Steve, from a, a fan of a non-old fun team Hearing Celtic fans you know, claiming there's some sort of conspiracy Where they won 100 trophies they won the double last year They're nine points clear to cons- Even to suggest for a moment That there's some sort of conspiracy Against Celtic Or Rangers for that matter It's just absolutely ludicrous But Well I mean it's possible It just wouldn't be a very good one I think you yeah, would need to then conclude Absolutely But for me I think that VAR isn't working uh, And I, I say that from a perspective Of a, a supporter who goes to uh, Every game You know only at Tynecastle so far since Farris came in have we had any idea of really what's happening because they have the big screen so obviously Celtic and Rangers have their big screens they'll have a better idea of kind of what's going on at the games but you're at Rugby Park or Fur Park you know you don't really know what's happening Command that we're meant to be having the electronic you know advertising boards we're supposedly going to tell you it's not happened once we, so we're, we're standing there sitting at the game not having a clue what's going on so the Aberdeen game when we beat them uh, last week we were, obviously it was 2-0, they scored a, a great free kick and in the last minute they had a, a corner, the corner was cleared and then afterwards the referee was holding his ear for, for well over a minute and you know we're standing in the, in the stands going, well what are they checking? What's going on? You know, nobody knew what was happening and that was at a sort of crucial game, crucial point in the game for us. For me, I think the money would have been better spent on full-time referees. I think that even maybe luring some referees from, from England or elsewhere, you know, we've seen Bobby Madden go down south so it is obviously possible to happen 
I think that maybe I'm just in the minority here in terms of in terms of football, but I, I think mistakes happen as, as part and parcel of the game. Refereeing mistakes. Your full time referees are going to, still going to make mistakes. You hope those mistakes would be less. But for me, it's more about how referees referee a game of football rather than one or two sort of talking points or big decisions, if you want to call them that. You know, a referee influences the game more how they actually officiate the full 90 minutes. So for the St Mirren game, I don't have any hatred or anger towards St Mirren for, you know, doing what they did. You know, they were very dirty, they were time-wasting, they were going down quite a lot. But the referee let that happen. I think that's more of a problem than, you know, key decisions going on, because that is more of an influence. But I genuinely don't think that refereeing decisions cost teams the title or cost people getting relegated. At the end of every single season, without, you know, there's not even one exception. The best team wins the league and the worst team gets relegated. That happens throughout the season. Mistakes are going to happen from referees. I actually quite like it. I think it's part of football. And I would I would get rid of VAR. I don't think we should have brought it in in the first place. I understand wanting to keep up with the modern world, but I think we missed a trick of, you know, so many leagues are going with modern football and, you know, so many people are against modern football. We had, a, we had an opportunity to be that, you know, football as it used to be. You know, none of the gimmicks, none of that, just football as it should be. And I think we're missing a trick by trying to follow the bigger leagues who have more money to, to operate these systems better. I'm going to have someone at Fir Park on the phone, Simon, saying, excuse me, your scoreboard is capable of telling you uh, when there's a VAR mm. check, um, I'm sure. But I think the more... that Simon raises a great point. Something that I always... Like I'm not feared as such But like the communication It's always going to be tough Because even right So we know that Only a couple of our stadia Have the big screens to tell you But then see to be honest Even those screens It still only says hmm. what, sure, right, VAR check still, Checking penalty or, or possible offside And then there could be Numerous things in the lead up To that anyway So even if you Even if you've got the screen That gives you the wee fancy graphic That tells you It's still not that informative Is it? And no. again And I, I could be wrong Um that I, I think you know. I've heard this gripe from leagues that have had it for years. We've got an, an extreme example where I mean, sometimes it's the stadium announcer that you're relying on. No disrespect to them. Yeah, well, they're going to stop short actually showing the incident on this these big screens because then you get sixty thousand or fifty thousand judging as well as the, the referee. So I can get that. And then even that, that un- unless you're hearing the discussion, I mean, you'd, you'd but, have a, you'd have an idea, wouldn't yeah. you? You'd have an idea what they were looking at, but you might. I might not <laughs> Well I I quite like the idea Of the discussion Like they do in the rugby That you get clarity Now how do you do that Do you beam it Across the stadium I don't know Or or is it just for Television audience Maybe that would just be A slight improvement Because at least The, the viewer si- Simon goes to all these games And we we, what we are We do endanger Sometimes We're in danger Of forgetting that You know It's, it's not It's not an armchair sport Like yeah. what about people That yeah. are Fuck yeah. out the money uh, it's, it's, all about, to... it's all about It's all about The pain uh, Punter So it has to be cleared up a bit to make it a more enjoyable experience. That's what we when we kind of get away from that football is for the fans and the fans that go along and pay their hard-earned money and sit in the freezing cold. We kind of just exclude them, skip over them, make it a, a sport for mm-hmm. the TV audience. How do you get there? I'm not too sure. Simon's point about full-time referees, I, I sit split in that because in one one side, I do think he's got a point. Referees working throughout the day, incredibly stressful jobs. They have to go and then ref a big game, and of course, a day could be affected. I get that, but then how does going full time make you better at decision making? Does it make you any fitter? I'm not sure. So, pretty split on that. But the VAR thing, 
It must be incredibly Qu- frustrating. We're extremely late, Gordon. Very quickly, if you can. Yeah, I'll answer mine. Uh, Simon makes great points. I don't think the full-time referees is the the answer. Um, but VR, I think, is frustrating for fans. Now, remember, this is a first season at it, Gordon. Surely it will improve. Ah, but see, that's the, I feel like we keep trotting that out because Simon's talking about the communication. I'm mentioning, you know, big stadiums, big right. leagues, the world. You, you, you never. You never get the, the level of clarity you're looking for but anyway. But That's but not going to change next season or the season no, after. You might get the odd screen installed here or no, there. No, but I think, I think fans will start understanding that a lot better because if you're a fan and you're at a game just now and you see a penalty, and as you correctly said, you're standing there frustrated thinking, how long does it take to take up uh, make your decision a penalty? Okay. But what you don't realise is that they're... Scrutinising mm. everything to the lead up to that, yeah, but that's kick. not always a lack. That 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 sometimes is a lack yeah. of understanding, but not always because if you if you if you don't know, you can if you can't remember every single bit of the, the build up, you're not going to remember it but, all, and it's what, hard. But anyway, my, my, I was good, just going to make it. Why do we wrap our referees in Cottonwell? Rugby is a perfect example. Do you mean football generally, rather than uh, Scottish uh, yeah, football? No, no, football in general? Why, even after the games, we chat about referees coming out and explaining their decisions. People say, "Oh, it'll cause harm." Mm. Well, sure, it'll cause more good than harm. Let's well, not. We could do a full show on that. I suspect we are extremely late for this break. But Simon's got us going because it was a good point. We will take more calls. We will answer the teaser next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here and speaking of which you want to see the state of these two not not, not just generally I mean in this video that we're going to release next week because they've been down uh, at Factory Weights Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym equipment supplier and they've been doing a bit of a, a fitness challenge against each other I know, ridiculous isn't it um, But all next week we're going to give you the chance to win £250 uh, To spend at their Glasgow showroom um, And we'll, we'll let you know how these two got on as well So no spoilers about who won uh, but keep, That was good uh, So tune in, iron, huh? tune in to Sculpting. Super Scoreboard all next week um, And check out that January sale by the way for Factory Weights uh, 10% off their fitness Good equipment, equipment there. At the moment Yeah Protein powder is brilliant um, <laughs> Do you get a freebie? You might, might a freebie <laughs> Unbelievable Have you have you done anything With that protein yeah. powder? Oh every morning That's the <laughs> <a> breakfast <laughs> Sprinkled it out For reindeer dust <laughs> For the, this, Olivia Is that what that smell Has oh, been in here? Yeah, protein <laughs> I felt oh. it does that to you um, Right the teaser tonight Is can you name The last 10 players To take a penalty For Celtic Against Rangers Or Rangers Against Celtic Doesn't matter If they scored Or missed uh, you've already given me Tavernier, obviously, from Monday. Edward Dembele. Morelos and Griffiths. Morelos, yes, Griffiths, no. No. Ryan Christie. Christie, yes, missed, didn't he? Yes, he did, Celtic Park. And uh, Samaras. Samaras, Ooh, got to be. Going going back to, is that your time? My time, yeah. I remember I it, scored yeah. one. Missed Callum one. McGregor must have taken a penalty. No. Don't no. waste my time uh, with that answer. Turnbull, take one. No. Nope. Uh, Kenny Miller. Surely. No. Nope. <sighs> Armstrong Tom Rogic No Right you, you do need to focus more on that Sort of Brendan Rogers era You've already given me Dembele Christie would have been after that Would the Edward, captain Scott Brown take one? He did but still not the right era His was back a bit wasn't it 2012 oh, right. Thought mm. you'd have got that Mark I must admit Scott Brown took a penalty Yeah Hmm mm. Right okay Can I remember that Steve Davis I told you the Brendan, focus on the Brendan Rodgers era. All you've done is give me players who did not play. No, I know Scott Brown did, but yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Can I think? Come on, see, think of some of those um, heavy. Patrick Roberts defeats for Rangers, convincing oh, wins I'll for tell Celtic. You one. 
Uh, Scott Sinclair. Yep, and oh, another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tierney. No. No, come on. Oh, um, the, and Champ. Yeah, and Champ at Hamden. Dinked it, did they? Yeah, not? yeah, yeah. I sure uh, did. Yeah. yeah. Have we got one to get? Yeah, one to get. We we'll get it before the end of the show, right? I'm not. Um, I'm That's not. I'm not, I'm not seriously going to give you another quiz, right? But bear with me. Who am I? I've just become the latest January signing in Scottish football. I've returned to the club that I used to play for. I once chinned Gordon DL because he made unfair comments I about me on international <laughs> duty. Is he back at Aberdeen? And I chinned him in person, and his bottle crashed My completely. Bottle crashed. I offered them on the pitch Let's go Red Shed Me and you Shinny Green Shinny Back, back Aberdeen <laughs> You bottled it That was it. the worst day of my life Oh Half time I wish I was here to see half that Half time I could see him Try to attract my attention <laughs> Yes Is he back? Back at Aberdeen uh, He signed on loan from Wigan Till the end of the season <laughs> Which was interesting Because we had a tweet earlier Good timing from Miofsky Magic Guess what team They support mm-hmm. uh, Graham Shinny Heading back to the Dons You heard it here first And before that uh, Gordon Dale's right As Don fans We need decent defenders As soon as possible If we don't Hearts will get well ahead Now I know Graham Shinney Was a left back We see him a lot As a sort of defensive midfielder Either way He's somebody that should In theory Help you Shore up a bit And protect what you've got Going back well, is, is that the aim for Jim yeah, Goodwin clearly Very experienced uh, Player He can play one or two positions Gordon I did criticise him For his Scotland performance And I was right um, But He's been down south. I think it was that, the way you said it. But anyway, let's yeah, move on. He went from down that. Um, and obviously played a few games with Derby and Wigan. And now he's, I think I think that's a good return. I really do. I think that's a decent signing from Jim. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, I always liked him, unlike Daz. <laughs> so he was a good player, deserved his move. But look, Jim needs players, and and particularly players like him knows the club, can play in a number of positions. Good fit for both, I think. Ah, oh, I love that. The, the knows the club. Knows the club, yeah. Doesn't always work, no. But you think that's a good one anyway? I do think it's a good signing. Most Aberdeen fans will be happy, won't they? Well, straight away, I think. There's always your worry of like you know going back the second time. Is it is it the same? But still, it's not like he's that old. I think he's only thirty one. Yeah, probably experience better well. for his experience down I, there I think so I think so he'll still be a fit lad because sometimes the experience it can be wiped out can't it if you get the 33, 34, 35 year old version back oh. and you think well they're more experienced but actually they can't run but he's, <laughs> that probably won't be the case he's going to be a, he's going to be still a fit lad but I think it's important for Jim that he got a signing in immediately the Aberdeen fans will be happy when I'm sure we're looking for one more of the mm. last 10 players to take a penalty for Rangers against Celtic or Celtic against Rangers it's the furthest back, I think. Furthest. If that helps, yeah. Celtic or Rangers? Rangers. It's tough, this. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah, for tough. Rangers? Yep. What position? Well, he was a bit of a utility man himself, actually, if that helps. What Not year great. at all? Yeah, like 2011 ish, probably. Oh, my. Yep. No, I'm out. I'm not even giving that a go. Utility man. Hmm. Christian Daly. No. Came from Hibs. Played for Hibs. Stephen Whitaker Stephen Whitaker yeah. Brilliant Thank you to Gordon and Mark Thanks for all your calls And your company Really busy again on the phones You two must be popular uh, We're back tomorrow Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell Are here So we'll speak to you then